Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. It feels good outside, doesn't it? Come on. Come on. This is when you go for a walk and you're like, okay, I'm actually going to be outside a lot. Uh, man, that's good. It's good. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, I've really been praying for this service. I've really been praying for the, the assignment that I feel like God has put on my heart. We got to be a praying. We got to be, we got to be a praying church. We got to pray. And so I, I realize this is going to be one of those sermons where everybody amens. It's like, absolutely, prayer. And, you're, and then you're like, when is the last time I've prayed? Oh, lunch, dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, those prayers where it's like, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thank you for the grub, yay God. And, uh, and, and I think that prayer is a little bit more powerful uh, than just token. I, I think that prayer can actually move things in our lives. I believe that prayer can uh, heal, and I, I believe that as God gives us a weapon of prayer, that a lot of things can shift in our world, in our nation, with our families, with our friendships. Um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about that. Listen, not everybody is called to lead worship. Um, I know secretly maybe you want to be a singer like undercover. You're like, I've always wanted to sing. And can I tell you that I I, I have had that dream. Uh, I remember when I was younger and I was wanting to be a singer and I I went to this older gentleman, and I was—I had been practicing. Boy, I was like, "Ooh, I was fast," you know. Uh, and so, um, you know, we came through Michael Jackson phase. So we we danced and we sang and we, ooh, you know, I'm saying like, you know. And so I just remember uh, going to this older gentleman who could really sing, and I was like, "Hey, I want you to listen to this," and I did my absolute best best and uh he got done and he said i think you have other gifts <laughs> and i was like eh, okay <laughs> he didn't know that i went home and cried but but here's the deal uh sometimes truth and reality uh hits you in the face maybe you're not going to be called to lead worship maybe you're not going to be called to preach a sermon uh, the idea of coming and standing in front of people, uh, actually, just the sheer thought of that makes you uh, um, want to go to the bathroom. Uh, it, it, you're actually, I'm not going to ever do that ever. Uh, that's one reason I've never wanted to lead a life group. Uh, but So maybe that's not your jam. Uh, maybe you don't want to sell all of your possessions and go live on the mission field permanently. You're like, I'll fund it. I'll even go. But God hasn't called me, come on somebody, to like leave everything and go to the mission field and live there my whole life. But here's the deal. Everyone's called to pray. Everyone's called to pray. During the season of COVID, we learned that there are essential and non-essential services. And, and it was a moment because we actually in our country had, uh, because we didn't know what was going on and we didn't know how bad this disease was we actually had a moment in our own country where people were trying to figure out how essential church is and and we actually found out that you know what church is pretty essential but i but i but i think that the conversation shouldn't stop there 
Because the truth of the matter is, we're in, a, in the middle of a very heated political season. And it's getting real. Um, and there, there is so much division and animosity. And I'm telling you, we need to be people who pray. Uh, next week, I'm going to start a, a, probably a two or three part series on politics, priorities, and principles of a thriving nation. And so uh, it's cool. I love it when people get mad at me. So we're going to do that next week. Um, uh, uh, this week, we're going to pray. <laughs> and so we decided to start out praying and then uh, step into it. Um, uh, here, here's the, let me just intro that thought is um, this is what God wants us to know. This is what God wants us to know. And so when the world that we live in touches what God wants us to do, we have to make sure that we stay aligned. Does that make sense? And so um, a lot of people have made things in this book political. But the truth of the matter is we are under the kingdom of heaven. And so um, uh, it is not my job or intent to tell you uh, what to do. You are all grown and you can do that. It is my job to open up this word and say here's what is important. Does that make sense? And so we're going to do that uh, next week. Church, prayer is essential for the believer. It's vital for this body to know that prayer is more powerful than posting. Come on, come on. Prayer is more powerful than just planning. Prayer is more productive than um, trying to schedule out how to make things happen. Prayer is important to the believer's life. Here's the thing is I would hate that even as a nation that we fight more for policy than we fight our flesh to pray. Listen, prayer changes minds. Prayer changes hearts. Prayer invites God to move. Prayer is essential. And we need to be a praying church. In fact, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of Prayer, prayer, prayer. And so as we begin to talk about this, we have been given an invitation to pray. And and here's the deal. This invitation doesn't dismiss application. Sure, we still have to act. I'm not saying that we don't act. But I'm saying that Jesus began to model for us the importance of going to the Father and giving Him what's going on in us and us being able to see what's going around on around us. And we got to pray. Through Jesus, we have an invitation, come on, to meet with the Father. And so my invitation today is, my, my assignment today is more than an invitation. Let me give you two scripture verses Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, which I feel like is very timely for us in this season. It says, be anxious for nothing. Well, obviously, (laughs) this is not written for us. In 2020, when there are so many things to be upset about, it says, listen to this, be anxious, look at this, for nothing, but in everything that you experience, pray and be thankful (laughs) and let your request be made known to God. There is this idea that you can come and what you see and what you feel, you can have a moment where you request from God. Matthew chapter 6, 33. 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. This verse is saying that when you're scared, when you're concerned, you can seek the Father and make a request. Come on, that's huge. You are going to be scared. If we are serious over looking over the last six or seven months, there's so much influx over what's happening and any decent human is going to be, what's going on? What's going on? And so the Bible says that when you have those moments, feelings, frustrations, anxieties, it talks about anxieties. You're not bad because you have them. It's what you do with them and where they take you. Do they take you to rant? Do they take you, take you to be frustrated with your family? Do they cause you to sever relationships? Do they cause you to internalize and back up from relationship? Or do they cause you to go to God? Come on. For us, there's an invitation at the house. We use this program, this software called Planning Center. Okay? And, and so Planning Center is uh, one of those gifts from God. Uh, but, but so when you finish Framework, uh, we use two programs to help everybody stay connected. We use Planning Center and GroupMe. Planning Center helps us facilitate all of the teams that work. So um, as, as you may think, oh man, there's just awesome people who show up and open doors. And it's true, we have those. But there are assignments that our team needs and gives, and they use that through Planning so planning center is the way that people serve the church. And, and so there are so many ways to serve the church. Outreaches, things that we're doing, things that you may not even know that are available. So when you go through framework, we want to get you on planning center so you can see all that there is to be a part of that you may miss just coming for an hour and 15 minutes in service. Okay, then you have group me. Group me is a way that we stay connected and it's just not another way to annoy you. Come on, listen. But, 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 but it is actually a way within life groups that people connect, how's it going, whatever. We throw out memes, we throw out crazy things. We want to see your dog. Uh, we don't want to see your cat. That's good. I mean, some of you are cat people. It's cool. It's not, I'm not, no division. Uh, but, but like, so it's just a way to do life. We're just doing life. Hey, what's up? I'm golfing or whatever. Um, and so, we have teams. And these teams, we get to see who accepts the invitation. And so I thought we would just have a little bit of fun today by, by, giving, by giving some honor to the top three teams that have been uh, accepting their invitation. So there are many, many teams. And if your team is not listed, then I would say this. Um, uh, 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 be a part of the top three next time. Okay, okay, that's, that's, that's how I'm going to say that. All right, look at this. Okay, so in the third place is none other than, and so if you're on that team, if you serve that team, even in the last year, maybe you have not served on that team recently, but, but if you're on the team, come on, it's okay for you to make some noise in church. Uh, you're not going to go to hell for that. Okay, all right. Um, in third place is the First Impressions team. Come on. That is all the people that you see in the parking lot opening the doors. Uh, first Impressions team. Good job. In the second place, and this is a smaller group, and uh, actually the, the heads of that 
group or uh, I don't know, have they had their baby? Are they in labor? Are they doing? We, I, we don't know yet. But, but so they may not even be here right now. But in second place is the people who facilitate framework. Come on, that's good, that's good, that's good. And so if you want to meet that team, uh, we're going we're gonna to give you lunch. Okay, and so come, hang out, get food. Hopefully the content's as good as the food, but we're going to feed you. Okay, in first place, a lot of different ministries, a lot of different areas. In first place, with an excellent score of 38 of 38. Come on. Is the worship team. What's up? Stephen, come on up. We got a little award for you. Uh, uh, it's don't don't worry about the guy on top. You just come on. Y'all are knocking down the hurdles for invitation. That's it. Well, we're so proud of you. Great job. <laughs> yeah, we just think of ways to be weird. Uh, listen, invitations are important. They're important. They signify relationships. They signify relationships. We get invitations to connect on social media, to go to a party, to have dinner with friends, to go to a wedding. We are getting invitations all the time. And house family, I just want you to know that there is a standing invitation to connect with the creator and sustainer, come on, of life. He wants a one-on-one conversation with you. And listen, there's this idea where we can move past the surface And the superficial connection with God by accepting this invitation and having this one-on-one conversation. Accepting this invitation connects you to the Father. Where it, listen to this, there's a benefit. It changes your perspective. Addictions can be broken. Stress can be released. Hearts can be softened. Requests can be made known to God. You know what? Vision is given. When you spend time with the Lord, He begins to illuminate and, and open up vision for your life. Come on, Jesus said, My house will be a house of prayer. I want to go into this uh, chapter and verse uh, that I think really articulates the fact that Jesus gave us an invitation to pray with Him. Matthew chapter 28, 26, verse 38. And, and, and I'm just going to read two different portions of this passage. If you want to go back and read it for yourself in its entirety, you can. But it says this, Then He, this is Jesus, said to them, the disciples, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Look at this. this. This is Jesus. So if you have a day, just leave that up there real quick. If you have a day where you're like, I ain't gonna make it. It's hard. I'm ready to end it all. Y'all don't even know. What I'm telling you is, Jesus had a situation, a moment that he was stepping into, where he felt those feelings. Now, they weren't based on material things or it wasn't based on uh, uh, if someone was mad at him. He had a kingdom perspective. But the point that I'm trying to illustrate to you is that he had something going on in him and the only way to fix it, listen, 
wasn't with his divinity, but it was with his approach to the Father. If Jesus had to pray, you go have to pray. <laughs> And so listen, anxiety may come down a little bit because Jesus was 100% God, 100% man. If there was anybody that did not need to pray, it was, it was Jesus. But yet he demonstrated when it's, when, when it's heavy, when it's hard, that we go and pray. Look at Matthew chapter 26. I'm just skipping two verses here just for the sake of time. Verse 40. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said, Peter, Peter, Pete, Pete. What? Exclamation point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing. But the flesh is. Come on. Say it. The spirit's willing. What that means is. If if you've grown up in church. You want to. You want to send people to Africa. You want to send missionaries. You want to give big checks. You want to do. You want to pray. You want to show up. You want good things for people. Come on, does that make sense? But here's what it says. There is a difference between what you're willing to do and what your weakness stops you from doing. There's a difference. And so we all can be like, hey, we're praying for you. And then we get a text, we get a phone call, we get something going on, and we totally ghosted the prayer. Because we're willing. But sometimes, come on, we're just weak. Can I tell you this? I think Jesus is saying that maybe if we prayed a little more, we would apologize a little less. See, why did Jesus want him to pray? Because here's the deal. Jesus knew what was coming for them. Jesus, he, he wasn't really asking the disciples to pray for him. He was asking for them to pray for them. Come on, look at this. Again, the second time, he went away and he prayed saying, Oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, Unless I drink it, your will be done. In other words, I'm going to do your thing. And he came and he found them <laughs> sleeping again. They was tired. It's tired. It's tired on this journey. Come on. And their eyes were heavy. And so he left them and he went away and he prayed a third time saying the same words. And he came to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping? Like, are you that tired? Are you still resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands, come on, listen, of sinners. He's talking to them about a metaphor, an idea that, that we have to identify with, come on, as Christians, we can be sleeping when we should be preparing. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? With your marriage. See it's drifting. And you're sleeping. And just like that. We can move from lovers. To partners. To roommates. 
See, if we're not careful, well, does it make sense? In your family, are we sleeping? We're taking the kids everywhere. They are going to every athletic event. They're going to everything. We have them scheduled. We've got our bucket list. We got this thing on lockdown. Come on, does that make sense? We clean on Monday, grocery on Tuesday. We brown bag it, paper bag it, bag it. We are good. Are you sleeping? Dad, mom, when's the last time? Come on, we had a real intentional conversation with our kids about who their friends are. Hallie, Kate, and I, that's my oldest daughter. We have this thing. I've been doing it for the last five years. And most of the time, I play with her all the time about it. But I'm like, all right, top five friends, go give them to me. And I try to remember them, and I mess them up all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, oh, she's off the list. He's off the list. Why, why, why? And, and so, but, but the truth of the matter is, before we know it, we can be sleeping in our family. In our friendships, are we sleeping? See, we have these friends that we've grown up with, and you know, there are, there are people, you know what I'm saying, they know us, but, 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 listen, but there's this conflict in you, because you're starting to change, and there's some transformation happening, and so the people that know you, what if the conflict is, you, they know you, but they're not good for you, and so how do you reconcile the fact that I love them, and they love me, but they're not preparing me for what, come on, help me, we, just like that, we can be sleeping with our nation are we sleeping are we sacrificing an invitation with the father for a nap come on help me we gotta accept the invitation and today I just want to give you three ways real quick three Wise on why we accept the invitation to pray. Three whys. The first one is this. And Jesus told us as believers, listen, we, number one, we are the watchers. We are the watchers. Jesus wanted his disciples to watch, to understand the moment and to pray. Church, it's so easy for us to get distracted on good things. Today is not about making anybody feel bad or be in shame or whatever. If, if there is any conviction that's happening in you, that is the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I want you to take a step. But, but we're not trying to make this heavy. We all, listen, the disciples who walked with Jesus for three years were, were yawning. Why Jesus was yearning. So, so more than trying to persuade you to take the invitation i'm trying to open your mind to the fact that this is humanity all of us have had moments where we felt the tug and pulled away where we got the invitation and we thought in our mind we just need to pray about it but instead we worked an extra five hours to try to fix it on our own this is doesn't make sense come on so, so this is, I'm not attacking. We're just, come on, we're just assessing. We have to remember that in the Garden of Eden, the perfect place, where God created Adam and Eve, He gave them an option and there was a tree in the middle of the Garden of, of Eden. And that tree w- produced fruit. And the fruit, listen, 
If you want to read this, it's Genesis chapter 3, 2, 3. But, but this tree was called forbidden. Why was it forbidden? Because God just wants to control people. No, God gave them freedom and liberty to live how they wanted to live. But he asked them, commanded them, told them, don't choose to eat from this tree. Because here's the deal. It will promise you everything, but it will deliver you nothing. And the Bible says that it is both good and evil. What was the evil thing the disciples did? They weren't selling crack to children. They weren't embezzling money. They weren't watching cuties on Netflix. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, they, they, they weren't doing terrible things. They were just sleeping. They were just sleeping. And here's what I want to tell you. Listen, our culture is not going to watch. Our culture is not going to watch. We are God's ambassadors on the earth. And we are the ones, come on, who sees the enemy and sees what he's doing. And we are the one that begin because we are in this book and we are indoctrinated not by Fox News or CNN, but by the word. We see it differently. And so come on, help me. Listen to what I'm saying is we begin to have a kingdom perspective. We're not where we judge all the bad people, but we hurt for people because we know that there's a deceiver that wants to promise them that their life can be full on a tree that they eat but it produces nothing but death come on I'm preaching better than y'all are amen y'all making me sweat listen the Bible many times tells us to stay sober and alert Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says this devote yourself to prayer being watchful and thankful You are placed here in this dispensation, in this time. You could have been born at any other time, but you were placed here to watch. What is the moment at hand? What is happening in our nation? And do you really honestly believe it's just because we have a two-party system? Come on. We got to pray. We got to pray. And so here's what I want to do. I'm fascinated them to come up and we're going to pray. Come on, we're going to pray over our election right now. We're going to pray over this process. We're going to pray. And so I'm asking you right where you're at, we're going to take two or three minutes and we're going to pray. You'll go ahead and turn on Nathan. And and we're just going to pray. Come on. Come on. We're just going to pray. I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And I'm not going to pray for one party or the other. But we're just going to pray. And here's what we see. Come on, come on. So, so the Bible says that when we gather two or three, He is in the midst of us. And so we're going to pray. Listen, we're going to pray for Him to heal our land. We're going to pray for Him to heal the hurting. We're going to ask God, listen, to forgive us for every idol that we have exalted. Come on, there are so many idols that we, we haven't even thought about. Let me give you just, just a few thoughts on idols that, that we're, 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 we're lifting up. The idol of professional sports. We care more about what an athlete says than what Jesus says. 
We tweet more about someone who has incredible talent than someone who lived an incredible life. Come on. College sports, fame, fame. Everybody, everybody and their dog wants to be famous. My kids are always talking about how much money they can make if they get another thousand followers. And I just need to be famous. If they just, if the world could see what I could really do. Come on, the economy. The economy is everything. Is it? National security. Can I tell you this? And I'm not saying, listen, if you come to my house, I'm going to pack. I'm for real. Don't, don't, come, don't come up here and try to hurt my family. I'm not talking about not being secure. I'm saying that it is a little farce knowing that national security can really save us. Come on, does that make sense? It's a false security. Sure, we need to have a military. Sure, I'm not being political. I'm just saying that if your hope is in the fact that we have another aircraft carrier. Come on, listen. What about the biggest idol of all? Self. Self-promotion. I'm always right. Everybody else is wrong. My parents are wrong. My bosses are wrong. I've quit five jobs because people don't understand me. Come on, somebody. We've got to ask God to forgive us of the idols that we, maybe not we, but, but we've put in place and allowed to stay there. And we need to awaken the church, come on, for its first love. Come on, listen. So, so we need to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness. The Bible says that God will exalt the humble. What about forgiving? Let's talk about this. Forgive how we treated people. Blacks, Hispanics, Asians, Jews, Indians, the divorced, poor, mentally handicapped, the homosexual, the criminal, the pastor, the church. Just like that. And I'm not talking about standing up for righteousness. If you come here, you're going to know that we're truth and love. But I'm telling you that it's very easy for us to see ourselves in a hypocritical... You know what I'm saying? Like, like come on, like, like, oh my God, oh my God. And all of a sudden, we have people in our life that went through a hard time. And instead of engaging and praying for them, we walked away because we didn't know how to handle the conversation. Come on. We're just talking... And so that's why we're asking God, come on, to heal our nation. And this election is so much more. Come on, help us become one nation under God. Come on, one nation under God. So that's what we're praying. Father, right now, Father, we give you all of this stuff. Stuff that we didn't create, but 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 we did participate. And Father, we're asking right now that you would heal our land. Come on, church. That you would forgive us of, of thinking that we are better than what we 
we really are. And Father, we know that only good things come from You. And Father, You're the one that washes away our sin and our stain. And You're the reason that we have life and life more abundantly. It's not because of degrees. It's not because of our intellect or our giftings, although those are important. Father, we thank You that You, come on, are the healer and resurrector of everything dead. And I'm asking You to touch our, our land. Touch America. Touch our politicians. Father, we pray against division. Father, we pray over every form of government. Federal, state, local. Father, we are watchers. Come on, we are watchers. And we ask your Holy Spirit to be released. Because you're the one that can fix it. And you're the one that can heal it. In Jesus name. Come on and everybody said. Amen. 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 Second point. Are y'all okay? With, are y'all, is, this, is this good? Come on. Our second point is, is this. We're talking about invitations, right? Like an invitation. Why do we need these invitations? First, we're the watchers. The second thing is this, that there will be heaviness. There's going to be heaviness. We are in a world, listen, that we ultimately don't get to control everybody in the world. And so people's decisions are going to affect us and there is going to be moments of pain. We find Jesus deeply distressed and sorrowful, so much so that he sweats Drops of blood. Like he's so intense in this moment. And I love the fact that we get to see Jesus working through heaviness as his assignment unfolds. Because it helps me, listen to this, it helps me understand that our spiritual walk isn't just miracles and the miraculous. Sometimes you've got to walk a road. Sometimes you don't, like David, get to pray away every giant. Sometimes you got to go battle it. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to battle that depression. You got to battle that lust. You got to battle that unforgiveness. You got to battle that. I've forgiven them, but then it comes back. And I forgive them, it comes back. Every Christmas and Easter when we're together, it all hits me again. And there's a moment where you're going to battle. Come on. And there's going to be heaviness. Listen. As we talk about this, sometimes we've got to catch this. And I don't ever want to produce a, a form of Christianity that says if you serve Jesus, everything's going to be easy. That's not true. Everything that you walk through will have a reason. And everything that you walk through can be transformed for your good and minister to other people. And I can tell you this, that even as you've been hurt, you still can win with what you've walked through. Come on. But every young person, just because they grow up in church, doesn't mean that there's not going to be a failure or some sort of degree of sin or issue or hurt or rejection or thing that they wanted to do that they can't do. In this life, there is heaviness. Yeah. And we see Jesus alert, praying as a way, as a way, listen, to help him carry the weight. Church, never forget that we are in a spiritual battle. 
And just for your information, let me say this. Jesus was not upset about dying. And he was not upset about pain. He wasn't going through this moment because he was scared about what he was going to endure. He knew that taking on the sin of the world would separate him from the Father. And for all eternity, the Godhead had been three in one. Spirit, Son, Father. And he had never experienced separation from God. And that is what he could not live without. Does this make sense? We have been given an invitation when the storm is raging and the battles are intense. Jesus wanted his disciples to be prepared for what was coming and to spend time, come on, connecting with the Father. But instead, they fell asleep. Praying is more than an invitation. It's preparation. When life gets heavy, and the world seems dark. And when your faith, listen, gets shaken. And there will be moments that your faith will get shaken. I talked to a young lady this last week who has experienced just some adversity, some people in her life that she grew up loving and being in their home. Went through some heartache. Got divorced. And she just said, you know what? I've been shaken. There is going to be moments. Come on, listen. When you've been shaken. And in that moment, you've got to know, listen, that you are not strong enough to face the battle alone. You've got to go into a season of prayer. But through prayer, God will help you hold the heaviness. And we're all going to experience heaviness. Come on. Who in here today is heavy? Who in here right now is in a battle? Our prayer point for this next part is we have seen over the last couple months disasters, fires, hurricanes, COVID. So we're just going to take a moment. Come on, let's pray. If you're here today and you're like, man, I'm, I'm holding some heaviness. Let's just be honest. Go ahead, Nathan. I'm holding some heaviness. I mean, you just touched on something that I didn't even really know I was walking through, but I'm holding some heaviness. My, my marriage, my, my, my job, my finances, my, my kids. I, we're going through the doctor to try to figure out some things that are going on with them. And, and Pastor, I just got to tell you that, man, I, I've been heavy. I've been heavy. Come on, if you're in this place and you're like, man, I'm holding some heaviness, come on, raise your hand. Come on, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Father, right now, come on, let's pray. Father, right now, we thank you. Father, that you can work even as we hold heaviness. And Father, right now, I'm asking for you to touch our body. To, to show them that they are loved and approved by you. And Father, that you would give them the strength that would help them make it through the storm. Father, that our perspectives would begin to shift from what we can do to what, come on, you can do. And Father, all of those that are battling fires in California, all of the homes and all of the displacement, Father, right 
right now, we're asking for you to move because we can bring that request to you. We're asking for rain to fall. We're asking for the fire to, to, to dry up and dry out. Father, for all of those in Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, all of those on the coastal line, in Alabama, Father, all of those that have been displaced by hurricane, Father, that you would begin to move. Father, that would strengthen the churches to be able to help. Father, we're in a moment of heaviness and we need you to come lighten the burden. And we give it to you. Come on. We give it to you. We don't deserve your grace, but we remember your kindness. And the Bible says that your kindness is without end. Pour your love on this situation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, is this okay? I know it's weird that we're praying in the middle of a sermon. People don't usually do that. Go ahead and turn up the lights. I don't want people sleeping on my last point. Um, we got to be prayer. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we got to pray. The third reason we accept the invitation to pray is... is, is because Jesus asked us to. <laughs> it's pretty simple. You know, you may not learn a lot here, but it's going to be super simple to understand. <laughs> listen, Jesus asked us to. Now, listen, listen. I'm sure that there have been moments when you've turned down an invitation. Don't amen that part. Okay, because the person who invited you may be in the room. Listen, maybe you had other plans. Your calendar was packed. Maybe it was last minute. Um, maybe it was because you didn't want to go. <laughs> Come on, listen, our, our, our go-to in this moment is, I'm sorry, we're quarantining. No, listen, listen, listen. Not really totally, uh, but, but from you. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Uh, some of y'all, that was too personal. Listen, all right, moving on. Uh, Jesus asked his disciples to pray. The disciples missed a moment because they didn't understand the importance of what Jesus was asking them to do. Jesus made it a point to stress the importance of prayer. He taught us, come on, to love our enemies and, and wait for it, to pray for them. Not custom. And you know, come on. There are some people that need a good cussing. But Jesus said, pray for them. Like go into your closet and begin to pray for that dad. Begin to pray for the mom. Begin to pray for that old pastor. Begin to pray for that boss. Begin to pray for that child that hurt you. Begin to pray for... God, I am not going to let this go. You're going to move even if I've been hurt. He taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 7, He teaches us to ask the Father. And if we do, listen, good things will happen. Prayer is more than thinking. Prayer in the Bible is never presented as pointless. Come on, listen. Prayer makes a difference. And when it's done with perseverance and faith, Great things happen. 
in this season. While everyone's deciding, should I, should I gather? Should I not? Can I gather based on, uh, family members and, 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 and people that I know and come on online family. Uh, we love you. We're glad that you're watching. But we financially, and just, just to let you know, we've already sent two churches money to help them, uh, you know, with some of the disaster relief stuff. We, we did that this last week. We sent money so that they could get um, uh, items that, that they need. And so we've already done that. Um, in this season, where churches have been trying to figure out even how to open up, uh, we are a part of a ministry called the Association of Related Churches. It's a church planning organization. And from January to August, we've already given this organization $8,000 so that it can go toward planting churches, okay? And by the end of the year, it'll be around $10,000 that we have invested into the kingdom. And so um, go ahead and put that up. Um, in this season, um, there are 32 churches being launched all over the United States. Come on, that's good. Come on, come on. And so here's the thing. Is Jesus ask us to pray? In other words, this is idea where I need you to be here and be present and you occupy till he comes. So we're not having rapture practice. We're not wait when the trumpet blows, we all don't jump. Come on, somebody. But we're here as long as we are here. And as long as we're here, we need to be about kingdom. Listen, business. Jesus asked you to pray. And so real quick, I thought it would be fitting as we get ready to end. If you would join with me as we pray for these 32 different churches that are launching, come on, in the middle of all of this. Can we do that real quick? Is that okay? Come on, church. Father, right now, we thank you for every leadership team, every team. People that are saying yes to the calling of God on their life, but they're concerned over safety. They're concerned over what's happening. Father, I pray right now that you would give the dream team, you would give the leadership team, the administration, the worship. Father, I pray that you would draw crowds. Father, I pray that the hurting would come and be healed. Father, I pray for powerful moments. I pray for people that were headed to divorce, begin to thrive in their marriage. Come on, church. We pray for families to be whole and restored. We pray for young people who have gone away and turned their back on the church to, to again be aligned with the gospel and to realize that you have good things for them. Father, we pray that you would move over these churches. We pray provision for the vision. We pray for money to come. We pray for their rental agreements with schools, wherever they're at. Father, that you would give them favor. And God, we thank you that the gospel is advancing even as the darkness is prevalent. God, we honor you and we thank you. Come on, church. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. This morning... Would you open your heart? Ben, y'all can go on and come up. And, and would you see that prayer is more than an invitation?
Come on, would you, would you, could you just see that you're, you're the watcher? You're the watcher. What are you seeing? What are you frustrated about? What, what, what's going off in you? You're the watcher. For us, there's going to be heaviness. There's going to be moments of heaviness. And listen, Jesus asked us to pray. Let's be a church, come on, that prays powerful prayers. Let's be a church that prays powerful prayers. Not, God, love me, and I want you to... You've been, in, you've been in church for 25 years. Let's go a little bit deeper. Come on. God sees the heart, but I'm telling you that we could begin to take our faith from baby to mature. Let's believe for breakthroughs. Let's believe for the city. I was with the four guys after dad life and began to tell them what was in my heart. Right up the road, about a mile, is, is another church building. And we, for the last couple months, have been praying over what's God going to do and, and how can we move forward. And honestly, I'm like, I want to, but I'm like, okay, how are we going to do it? And we had a moment of prayer with us four guys, and it really just even locked in me even more that God can do so many great things if we will just pray and we will just allow God to move. And I don't know if that's our place or not, but I am telling you that God has a place for us, and we are going to move forward, and God is going to do it, and it's going to be a supernatural story. It's not because it's not going to be because we're just smart. Even though he will use that. So I want to encourage you this week. Listen, make your prayer list. Make your list and pray your list. Make prayer a priority. Write your list and pray over it. And you can be encouraged. Listen, that God answers prayers. Come on, listen. Prayers that are answered but forgotten never build faith. That's why in the Old Testament, God told them, you write down what I've done and tell them to your children and to your children's children because I am working and everyone needs to know. Come on. Isaiah 55, 11. I'm going to close with this. So my word, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth and it shall not return, come on, empty. Or void, come on, old King James. But it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed for the thing that I've sent it. Listen, we are the ones that begin to unleash God's word in this world. And maybe this has stirred you to have a moment or a season of prayer. And I'm going to ask you on Tuesday nights from 6.30 to 7.30, we are praying here in our church. And we are asking for you to come if you can make it. One hour. It's not going to be old school prayer where you like, we say it's an hour and it's five. I'm running it, so it's going to be an hour. You know what I'm saying? But it's an hour of power. Come on, somebody. Hey! Listen, listen. And and we're asking for you to come because you have an invitation to meet with your father. Come on, y'all stand up with me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.